It's October 1993, and Cannonball by the Breeders is number two on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. Hello and welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I'm Al. I'm Trev. I'm Quillen. And this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Before digging into the 1997 number ones, we've decided to spend time discussing some non-number ones up to this point that are worth highlighting. Today we'll be talking about Cannonball from Last Splash, the sophomore album by the breeders here is a clip remember this song from a commercial on channel one no like during did you did are you talking about school yeah with anderson cooper wait was anderson cooper on channel one hell yeah he was oh do you you know what i'm talking about yeah Al, did i know your about channel one but i don't remember no, i don't okay. know what remember you're talking about so it was like a um like high school kids right like kind of like broadcasting daily news um like curated through a high school person's lens um daily right trev did you guys watch it daily yeah like yeah a, it was the beginning of the school yeah exactly yeah. wow yeah and I, I i specifically remember a commercial that it was for like red cross or something like that that was um it used it used uh cannonball huh and, yeah that's uh, how i found out kurt cobain died was channel one channel one wow yeah see we didn't start channel one until like i was in middle school seventh grade yeah and uh yeah just remember i remember the bass line and the the clean channel guitar lead um and that's all like that was my first time ever hearing that song this song cannonball huh. anyways sorry to steal your thunder al i just no, thought of that's that all right i i i have no understanding of what that is uh, I have always uh, adored this song. How do you feel about this song, uh, Quill? So good. Yeah. Trav? So good. Good. Why did you guys pick like obviously good songs? It's so obvious. Never, what, what I mean, so obviously we're going to have to talk about the breeders. Pick a bad yeah. song. Oh, I want to talk about <laughs> bad songs. Maybe and we why they're the- bad. <laughs> Maybe Just we wait. Also... When we get to the core of our season, you're going to have plenty of opportunities. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. And... I, I just, I, I felt like this was, like, I did no research for this episode at all because it's sure. all up there already. Hey, maybe but... some of us wanted to talk about uh, a, a more diverse array of, of characters than we normally do. Like, maybe talk about some women for once, too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the makeup of the band Dead Red Dick Redemption is, but <laughs> all right. 
Uh, anyways, uh, what do what, what, what uh, let's you can still articulate what is what is great about this song? What what do you like about this song? Man, everything. It's great. It's a great song. <laughs> and I I I'm even more like encouraged by the fact that it seems to be more popular than ever at this point. Like it's picking really? up steam, mm. I think. Really? You know, if yeah, I think like it's um if you have like Sirius XM like if you've got the alternative station on there it's right in there with like Nirvana and Bush and stuff and people recognize this song it's not like this like hidden indie song anymore I think it's like a very Mm. prominent like early 90s banger as it should be incredible Mm. it doesn't sound like much else really um uh, like Quillen mentioned the their very clean lead uh, super Man, awesome. So cool. And, the, between and the unexpected. Drum beat, yes, between the drum beat and the bass line, which is so the, super the, the, simple. The drum beat, are they, oh, is he man. drumming on the hi-hat stand? What's going on there? Oh, Rim? I think so. Oh, I think there's some hi-hat stand action hitting, mm. clanking on the hi-hat stand. That's Jim or, McPherson, or, right? This is Jim McPherson. Stand. The drummer's name is Jim McPherson. He he is, although he did not play on Title TK or Mountain Battles. He is so he played on he played on Pod, yeah. Last Splash, and then he didn't play on a Breeders album again until All Nerve, which came out a couple mm. years God, ago. God, and he played with another band too. What was it? He's an incredible drummer. Um, I am so impressed by him as was a drummer. Was he the drummer that was in like oh wasn't a drummer that was in the Breeders like in a like Rodan Hold or something? On, here like it that? comes like He's got a day job. Like he's not even like a full-time uh drummer. I think he's a he's a carpenter or something like that. Oh. Uh he played with Guided by Voices from 98 to 2001 it looks like, which is like the sweet spot of Guided by Voices for me. That's my favorite era of them. Um but yeah, uh probably an Ohio guy. Uh, oh man, what a great drummer. Great bass playing, yeah. um, the guitar parts. Great bass su- tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the curious thing here is that it's it is the Kim Deal bass tone uh, carried over from the Pixies, um, played by Josephine Wiggs here. This is uh, uh, on this record. It is I, my understanding is that it's an Ernie Ball Music Man Stingray, which is one of one of the basses that Kim Deal um, used to play as well. But uh, great. Iconic bass tone. Yeah, and uh, uh, screw up at the beginning that they left in. Either screw up or maybe a deliberate choice. It's I thought interesting. I'd... There's a like a half step off. Yeah, I thought I'd read that it was it was a mistake that they huh. left in. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, super cool. <laughs> And then it just jumps into like sweet drum beat with the bass line going and then that clean lead happening, which just a fantastic thing. And then it rips into this like fuzzed out thing, which in the video is played by acoustic guitars. I know. How did they do that? What is that? I don't know. I've been chasing that for my entire adult life. How do you make an acoustic guitar sound so cool with like fuzz? (laughs) 
In the music video, it shows acoustic, acoustic, acoustic yeah, Kim's playing. Kim? Kim's playing an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Is it them in the studio? No. It's a music video, guys. Do you yeah, think it's really don't, acoustic no. guitar? Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> My Bloody Valentine used acoustic guitar, right? With fuzz? Yeah. When you all, when you hear the song starts, I know Travis won't won't have any answer to this, but they go, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, do you hear the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to be defensive about that, and then you said that, and I'm like, yeah, you can go ahead and have that. Wait, <laughs> is that something that other people have said? I don't know. Uh, it sounds like when they're worshiping uh, C three PO. They go, oh, oh, I used to think that it might be a sample, but mm. no, it's them right. making, just making weird noises. It is kind of a silly song. It's a very playful song. The lyrics aren't really anything. I mean, they kind of just... Uh, they're they're kind of all over the place, kind of random, and I, I think the band was just goofing around. I think they're just having fun. I think spitting in a wishing well is a fantastic line. Yeah. Like a fantastic line. Yeah. Enough so that it like carries the song, and they didn't need to like muddle it by like adding a lot of extra lines. There's yeah. not a lot of lyrics to it. I mean, the chorus is basically just the words, in the shade. And I've always wondered about that, if that might be a reference to Gigantic by the Pixies, which was also written by Kim Deal, where she sings about uh, walking him every day into a shady place. And the implication is that that's a place where they have sex. Uh, so I wondered if, uh, if that idea of the shade is supposed to be the same idea, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Trev, so yeah. Back to the drummer, you have, <laughs> <laughs> you have always raved to me about this drummer. Just what specifically about him? I think um, he's totally good, but he is not like a um, he's not like a uh, all time favorite or like a drummer that sticks out in that way to me at all. So I'm very curious. I don't know that I've ever really asked you like why, what specifically he does that you're so thrilled by. Yeah, good question. Um, I, and I think it applies uh, the same way on their album Pod from 1990, 1990 I think. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is just, it, it's a Ringo situation where you just hear it and you're just like, man, this feels so good. Mm-hmm. He's such a good drummer. It just like great groove, great feel. Uh, it's the intangible sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And probably, mm-hmm. sure. you know, the way it's recorded, um, it sounds very raw and natural mm-hmm. um i just love it I, I, it sounds like he's playing a drum kit he, he's playing an instrument which <laughs> i say about you at your best too as a drummer that's very um, kind. yeah that like that's you, like an you, amazing compliment you know like that's like that's a really amazing thing to say about it um a, any musician like but as a dr- drum thing i that's just that's amazing i yeah i he he plays what is like what he does is perfect like i just that's the only way that i can put it is what he plays 
is perfect for the songs and for the band. Um, it's not. It, it's it's kind of thoughtful. I don't want to say thoughtful because it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's too like cerebral or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just a straightforward, you know, four count kind of like measure thing. No. It's just boring um yeah he's getting a little creative with it yeah especially with with cannonball but he plays is pretty it's more it could be a straight four four drum beat and he puts a lot of flair on it that's that's pretty interesting yeah accents and you know things like that and uh Trav mentioned Pod, and Pod is a a classic album, The Breeders' first album, which was recorded by Steve Albini. What do you hear as different this time around um, from what the band did on Pod? To me, Pod is, I mean, aside of like different production, you know, Pod was recorded by Steve Albini. It sounds like an album that was recorded by Steve Albini. Um, The drums are uh, kind of not fully out front but roomy um but it's it's sparse right to me pod is like a very pod is sparse, sparse yes. very very sparse album and uh last splash is more in your face more dynamic um more immediate mm-hmm not to See, knock, I would say, not a knock I would on say pod at all pod is i would say awesome, more but. more immediate but not more dynamic I think Pod is that's the strength of Pod is that it's very dynamic. When it's uh when it's quiet, it's very quiet. And when it's loud, it's very loud. I, I guess They're, I always felt that Pod was just really quiet for the most part. Maybe. Hmm. I think uh Last Splash is more focused and um just a better sort of executed from maybe like a songwriting perspective um album. It uh, Pod is is great. Um, but like last splash is just a more fully realized version of the breeders than, than pod was, I think. Hmm. See, I prefer pod to last splash. Oh, but let, we'll talk about the album in a minute. Uh, really, Trav- really quick. What's your favorite yeah. song on pod? Uh, I mean, it almost feels like that's beside the point. Um, oh, I don't give two shits. I, I'm this that is- it's that it's really so much about, the sound mm-hmm. um i guess i'd say iris but it, it feels like kind of an arbitrary pick to me i think iris is with like just obviously the best song on that album whoa really mm-hmm. yeah it's really good when iris sleeps over what a book she I mean, there's there's a handful. I mean, there's like half of the album is like equal in uh, greatness. My mm-hmm. I think my favorite Hellbound. Yeah, Hellbound's really good. Uh, Trav, before we go into the album, because that's kind of where we're going here. Have you ever listened to Fish's cover of Cannonball? No. All Fish right. covers everything. I'd, I'd check it out if it was presented to me, but um, yeah. Yeah, 
I, okay. I just, yeah, I think. I listened. It sounded like some people screwing around on stage. Hmm. Were they on trampolines? Uh, it's possible. Bouncing around the room? Bouncing around the room. Al, did you like the fish cover? No. Hey, Tanya Donnelly from uh, Belly is not on Last Flash. No. She was on Tanya Donnelly's uh, last recording was the Safari EP Mm. in 1992. And then she was out. I only recently discovered that the Safari EP existed. Um, It is maybe just three songs, maybe four. But um, yeah, four. I think maybe the title track is awesome. There's one song on it that's like an uh like a a B-side that's like really great. I think it's Safari. Okay. Yeah, I felt and there like might be I a video Safari it. when I listened to it. Yeah. Um so I'll have to look a little bit closer cuz yeah, I I had not been familiar with that. Um music video directed by Kim Gordon and Spike Jones. Nice. Crazy. Yeah. Huh? That makes sense. Yep. Um, Kim Gordon directed the video for, uh, I get these, uh, song titles mixed up a lot for saints as well. Um, mm. which was a later single from this record. Uh, and Spike yeah, Jones just, just, was involved with the divine hammer video. I looked like, okay, that so. makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, just classic nineties vibes. I, I, I just love Kim deal as a person. I know that, um, she went through a lot of struggles that, you know, would probably make it challenging to be friends with her, but uh, I just can't really think of anybody cooler than Kim Deal. Isn't it crazy to think that, like, she, they, uh, Breeders made Last Splash in 1993 and Pod in 1990, and then, like, this is, like, like, the, like Pixies had made Trompe Le Monde in 91? Is that right? I think ni- I think it came out in 90. It came out in 91, September 91. Oh. And F- fuck if I know. I mean, between <laughs> Kim Deal and Frank Black like writing songs in like the early 90s, they had a lot of good stuff. They sure did. Between Pixies, between Frank Black and the Breeders, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, Bossa Nova came out in 90. Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought I I had I thought all of the albums were y- the year previous. Yeah. I thought Doolittle was 88, Bossa Nova 89, Trump on 90. Hmm. I thought Indie Cindy was 2013 <laughs> and Head Carrier all right. was like 2015 and then Beneath the Eerie I thought there, was There uh, there is a new pixie song that is uh quite good wow yeah high head praise carrier, head carrier is a good album title it is it, that's a good album title. it sucks yeah. that 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 i mean from everything i've read I, obviously i wasn't in the pixies in the early 90s but from what i've read uh frank black was a bit of a, a bear uh to be in a band with and yeah. you could only th- like wonder what it would have been like if it had been like a democratic sort of thing with Kim yeah. deal contributing songs to those albums and how like unbelievable and they were already unbelievable albums. So, I mean, 
you know, the last three or four, you know, Pixies albums are fantastic, but, um, you know, to throw in Kim Deal's contributions would have been like unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. Um, the first song on beneath the eerie, eerie, in the arms of Mrs. Mark of Cain is a, a good, good new Pixie song. Other than that, it is pretty slim pickings. But uh, yeah, cool music video. Uh, not a whole lot to say, but the kind of all of the singles from Last Splash are sort of, um, they're sort of as uh, of a piece with one another in terms of the music videos. They're yeah. all brightly colored, heavily saturated, uh, kind of lighthearted affairs and all very fun to watch. And terrific songs. Yep. Divine Hammer and Saints being the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always think when I hear Cannonball, I always think of the, there's a um, a sketch from the state where uh, Michael Ian Black was um, shopping for pants and Cannonball was involved. Um, He wasn't wearing pants, but Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. just shopping for him. Okay. Like a verse to pants, but Cannonball was like the the soundtrack to it when he was you know getting his pants. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like Michael Ian Black. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the album. So we've established that we like Divine Hammer and Saints. Uh, what else do you like from this album? Well, hold the phone. Divine Hammer is perfect. Divine Hammer is one of the best songs of the 90s. Like, Wow. It's incredible. Incredible it's song. It's good. It's funny. It's maybe my second favorite song on the album. Yeah. Uh, after um, Shit. Oh, so Cannonball's not your number one. Cannonball's not my number one. No, it's the third song on the album. Is it Invisible Man? Invisible Man. Invisible Man is awesome. That's probably I don't, my favorite, too. I don't understand how that wasn't a single as well. Yeah, that song is awesome. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm, uh, I'm not as crazy about that one. I don't understand. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like your, I've said, it's, just so, it's this, so blatantly awesome like the strings and uh yeah just the overall sound of the song is so fucking cool Yeah, no, I mean the whole the whole album sounds great. I, I I am not I'm not looking for pop from the Breeders, which I think is why this record kind of falls in the middle of the Breeders catalog for me. I would say mm-hmm. I prefer both Pod and Title TK to uh, to yeah. Last Splash, but I I like this album a lot. The songs that I like from it are the 
largely the less poppy ones, um, including some that are either completely instrumentals or are very close to instrumentals. Uh, Roy, which is um, mm. uh, very heavily instrumental. Flipside, which is a uh, like a surf song that's 100% instrumental. Flipside rules. And I would maybe say my favorite song after Cannonball is this weird song called Mad Lucas, where it sounds like Kim Deal's Underwater. very quiet it also has a little bit of a surf feel it feels like it's uh it's got a similar feel to something like sleepwalking um uh but there there's this sense of um you know the band's just kind of sliding up and down the necks of their guitars and basses and um in this really appealing way and also i I don't think i'm alone in thinking that driving on nine is uh, a real breeder's highlight too. It's one one of my lesser favorites on the album. I like it. Yeah, I think I'm uh, just kind of a basic Last Splash fan. Hmm. Give me the hits. Yeah. Give me Cannonball, Invisible Man. Uh, Do you love me now? Is wonderful. I just want to get along. It's cool. It's fine. Hammer bites. Do y'all buy a lot of clothes at the Gap? <laughs> I like I like Mad Lucas and uh, Flipside as well, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a sucker for the pop songs on this album. Yeah, now that's no, go, great. Going beyond Last Splash, I don't have any experience with Title TK. Oh, and it's so good. Mountain Battles, which came out in 2008. Yes, I didn't get at the time and i've never it's got a lot of very very good stuff on it I, i've never gone back to it and i should yeah but i really like all nerve from 2018 yeah. i think all nerve is really really good yeah um, it's good they've, so I've, everything they've done is good did they record title tk with um albini do you know al i don't remember okay i know it's they got did. a very different sound they did mountain battles with him and they did i'm pretty sure they did all nerve with him um yeah, just curious. I they're on my list to to go back to for sure. Hey, uh, Mountain Battles is an album title that is great. I love yep. that album title. Yeah, yep. It makes me think of like Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just great. Well, anyway, uh, I love this band. I love everything about this band. Uh, oh, Al, take- you want to talk Star Wars, but you don't want to talk Tolkien. Oh, Tolkien's I've I actually uh, have watched some serious Tolkien lately. I saw well, I just recently saw Two Towers at the Theater, 20th anniversary of uh, the release of the Lord of the Rings, 35 millimeter. Uh Ents never never looked so good. Love it. Yeah. Travis Travis is any, loving any, it. Any 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 favorite Lord of the Rings moments? If you want to talk about Ida for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> 
How dare you? How dare you? Uh, this is a feisty, feisty hiatus. We're really on each other. All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh, the. We'll actually talk about the chart. Okay, so we can actually isolate that this is um, October 16th that Breeders hit number two. So we, we have some actual chart data that we can talk about here. Uh, no Rain by Blind Melon is the mainstream rock number one. A song that I like okay, but um, certainly has never made me want to listen to Blind Melon. This, I, I like Soup by Blind Melon, but I, I, no, no Rain has never really drawn my attention. You guys like No Rain? Yeah, it's the only Blind Melon song I care to here i like no rain and soup yeah okay uh dream lover by mariah carey is the pop number one yep fair and let's take a look at the modern rock chart which uh quillen was noting is only 30 songs long at this point in october of 1993 uh it is topped by heart-shaped box by nirvana and uh that's uh, was that one, one of our of... practice episodes yeah, yeah yeah we did two practice episodes before we started this podcast and heart shaped box was one and soul to squeeze by red hot chili peppers oh was the other one <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting uh, it snuck up on you <laughs> heart heart shaped box is a i would say probably a 5 5 unit song for me man i can't even remember what uh what ratings we gave it back in the day yeah yeah it's either a four and a half or a five to me great great song yeah uh i like low by cracker quite a bit me too yeah great great song good Is gonna make me sleep But just one rose It knows your name The fruit is rusting Good. Oh, so the squeeze is at number five. Yeah. I like, I like that, that song, song too. too. That was, yeah. was that our other practice episode? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Ah, look at that. Yep. Um, I see brand new on the charts is Laid by James, mm. which is uh, really a favorite, a karaoke song, and um, just a, something. A basement I, jammer. A basement jammer. Yeah, the last time Trav and I got together, that was the final song of the night. That's right. That's we, we, we were playing with. some awesome. random songs, and we <laughs> closed with Laid by James. We were all yelling. Uh, that was great. Um, the only yeah. other thing that I, I, there's a lot that's interesting on here. Um, a, uh, Pablo honey single stop mm. whispering by Radiohead. I've kind of just found it convenient to just dislike Pablo honey. I, I, I think when I was a kid, I, I liked stop whispering plenty, but I just don't really have any 
I don't think that as an adult that has any place in my music listening. I don't know. Uh, any Pablo Honey thoughts? It's the, my least favorite Radiohead album. Well, yeah, I think that actually has it. I guess I, I guess I like it slightly better than Moonshade Pool. Hello. Moon, Moonshade, Pool is my, Moonshade Pool is my second least favorite Radiohead album. I've never listened to Pablo definitely Honey. Definitely down there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't feel like I, I used fine. to hate it. I used to hate it. It's an okay British rock album. Creep is the worst song on it. And uh, no, it's not. I your think it is. I do not like Creep. <laughs> I never liked Creep. When when I first heard Radiohead in my life, I hated Creep. It was the first song I ever heard of theirs. It took OK Computer to ever make me interested. Uh, Tom York's ghost just smiled over your shoulder and said, you're right. You know, you're the chosen one. Mm-hmm. I'm the best Radiohead fan. Yep. I'm the smartest radio. I'm the most correct. <laughs> I have the most correct Radiohead <laughs> album ranking. That, that's what I'll say. It's high praise. It's, it's tough to achieve that ranking, but good job. Yeah. You've worked hard for it for a long time. Will you identify too heavily with this, the lyrics of the song Creep? I liked the Stunt Up of Pilots and Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all of the other 90s bands way better than Radiohead at that point. 1993, 1994. But anyways. What's better? Radiohead's Creep, Stone Temple Pilots Creep, or TLC's Creep? Easy. Number one, TLC's Creep. Number two, Stone Temple Pilots Creep. Number three, Radiohead's Creep. Actually, that's right. Correct. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. It is correct. Um, (laughs) We have two Pumpkins uh, entries. Cherubrock number 13 great song uh and disarm is on it too perfect at at number 26 it looks like you love disarm i do disarm is perfect or perfect by the smashing pumpkins is perfect (laughs) uh both i I, you know i'm pretty generous with my smashing pumpkins love disarm is uh just a perfect piece of teenage angst it's uh it's fine. I mean, it's fine. It, the the pain of growing up. I used to be a little boy. Uh, those man, the bells and the strings. I mean, it really captures just how uh, tormented that transition is. Growing up, big big fan of Disarm. Kate Bush is on on the list. Barsh on the chart. <laughs> Where's where? No. What? Kate Bush. Kate Bush. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just realizing with a song called Eat the Music. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird to see her on uh, alternative radio. I'm not familiar with the song or the album. I'm I'm seeing a bunch of random. Catherine Wheel, uh, Julian Hatfield 3 are there. Um, the Red Shoes by Kate Bush seems like a very interesting album that I need to spend more time with. I've heard a couple of songs from it that I were like, okay, this is it is pretty cool. Okay. I've never um, listened to any 90s Kate Bush, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like she ever fell off or anything. Right. <clears throat> um, I, I was going to say, here. yeah, man, for me, 789, boom, boom, boom. Lemon by U2 from Zuropa. Uh, I love Lemon. I think Lemon is awesome. It's one of my favorite U2 songs. Uh, Go by Pearl Jam 
is new uh go incredible album opener from versus i'm pretty sure it's the first song uh it just just rips some ass and then uh <laughs> buffalo tom uh soda jerk from uh big red letter day which is a terrific album that i love Tom. Uh very great like modern rock album that sounds like Hootie and the Blowfish. Hmm. They got to Hootie uh territory by that point. I, I yeah, haven't I listened so. past their I think third album. Um, I mean, yeah, so Soda Jerk send isn't me, like or send me the way. Let home, me come over. Let, let me come over. Yeah. yeah. Uh Soda Jerk isn't like the best song on the album, but it's probably the best song for a single like an introductory single mm-hmm. um yeah i loved that i bought that as, uh, on cassette at like a like a sidewalk sale at the mall in high school and uh just popped it in the old truck cassette player and uh loved it ever since that's awesome yeah the the two main actual draws for me here well the the one main draw is sublime by the ocean blue at number three which is crazy to me that this band from i think lancaster pennsylvania um they're like they started in the late 80s they just sound like a british band but they're from pennsylvania um this is from i think maybe their third album um and Sublime is an awesome song. It's a song that I love. Uh, their, I think their second album, Cerulean, is like an all-time has become an all-time favorite album. It's an incredible, incredible album. Um, they never I, quite got that to that level again, but um, really good, consistently good, interesting '90s band. And run I can't believe they're not a British band. This is the first time hearing of this. Did you not know that? Oh, no, I thought hilarious. they were British. Yeah, I totally thought they were British. It's so crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. They sound like a... Like New right? Order or something. Uh, like New Order, Echo and the Bunnymen, Cure, like... Yeah. Yeah. Boys. Like minus, sin, minus all the synths. Like, yeah. But yeah, they're from fucking Pennsylvania. <laughs> so crazy. Um, the other thing that is interesting is that um, Ace of Base is on the, the modern rock chart with All That She Wants, which is absolutely not a modern rock song. Um, and it's there That's at number, number 18. So strange. There's a little band... 
called UB40 mm-hmm. on the charts. And I'm not familiar with the song that they charted with, but they have another song that's called Red Red Wine that I recommend you check out if you, uh, if you like good music. Check out <laughs> that, just, just, try out, just try out that song. Just to be like good music. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see the title Screamager by Therapy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's just funny. I don't know what that is. Screamager. <laughs> it's funny. I read it as... <laughs> I read it as Screamager. Yeah, that's good too. Like a Voyager who screams. <laughs> yeah. Screamager. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Also, the band name Therapy? <laughs> the question mark has always been uh wonderful wonderful to me all right uh let's rate this thing i'm gonna give uh cannonball by the breeders uh i'm gonna give it five ewoks mm. i uh it's great i give it five dead-eyed dicks <laughs> damn so it's not like it's not per it's not like the perfect song I will give it 4.5 balls oh cannon balls no just balls (laughs) oh okay (laughs) okay good so it's it's an honorary Hall of Famer for sure. Sure, sure. Uh, Nirvana wannabe. I have to think. I have to think no. Like I have to think that it's it's adjacent, right? Like it's it's in. It's it's more than adjacent. I think it's a reverse causal relationship. Exactly. I was gonna say is uh, Nirvana's a breeder wannabe. Yeah, mm. yeah, a pod specifically, of course. Uh, by this time, by the time that this came out, um, in utero and and never mind had been recorded. But uh, mm. yeah, Kurt, that Kurt wanted sense. to yeah, sound yeah, like yeah. pod. Yeah. Uh, let's go into some of our usual closing announcements. Tell me all your thoughts on pod as part of the Off Shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine. Uh, the best, most fun way for you to communicate with all of us is via our Facebook group. Tell me all your thoughts on tell me all your thoughts on pod. However, we still love receiving your emails at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com. You can listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. And uh, when we come back, we will be talking about number one crush by Garbage, the Nelly Hooper remix. Uh, I'm super excited to talk about that Garbage uh, stuff. I know uh, we, we got to figure out whether we're talking about the Pink album or the uh, Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, but mm. that Pink album is rockin'. We're nodding our heads. No, no, no we're it's not. good audio. It's good audio. No, we're nodding our heads. Uh, to Travis is is nodding his head. He's patting his head and rubbing his belly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the breeders. Bye. Breeders. <laughs> breeders, bye. <laughs>